All right. Welcome to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and this special segment is for the women over 50 years old in the acting business. We have the privilege of speaking to Joey Jupiter, hyphen Levin. She worked as an actress in New York City, started off in commercials, television, regional theater, off-Broadway. That's even before she came to LA. She's had a career for well over two decades. She studied with Roy London in his master class. She got married, which explains the hyphen Levin. She stayed home for several years to raise her kids. She worked in education, and then she retired in 2016. She decided to come back into the acting business. She's retooling her skills, and she's already shot several short films, and she is currently performing in live theater. Now let's give JJ, Joey, a call, and let's see what she has to offer you. And here we go. Hello. Hello, Joey. How are you? Oh, my God. That's... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Ding bad. Ding bad right. actress. Uh, I, I just I figured it never happened before. Let me just test it. It's all right. It's always technical things, but this is Johnny Keith from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? I am just so excited. You know, I told my sons, my adult sons, that I'm doing this, and they were screaming because I've never even listened to a podcast. Yeah, so, me, me this neither. Is great. I went to the Screen Actors Guild about three weeks ago, and they had a class on podcasting, and I used to do a radio show 20 years ago. And I went, and so that weekend, I recorded my first three episodes. I, I went there on a Tuesday, knocked out oh, three shows. and my gosh. Yeah. I'm learning too. It's different every day. I started off like 158 on the charts, then 65, and I finally got in the top 10. I got to number five. Oh my gosh. And then I check it today. I'm back to 28. Tomorrow I'll be 14, but who knows? <laughs> oh, screw all these numbers. You know, I'm know. always going to the IMDB and I'm I'm riding high, I'm riding low. I'm riding it's like, oh, oh no. The, st the star meter, that thing? Oh, I hate it. Oh my God. <laughs> it makes me feel so bad. Yeah. Your ranking is blood red. <laughs> yeah. It's like you have a book on Amazon. You're number one. And then now you're number one million. So what made you want to even get into this business of acting in the first place? Well, you know what? I was an actor uh, when I was a kid. Oh. By kid, I mean I started in college. I acted professionally. And I'm proud to tell you I made my living as an actor for about 25 years. Yay. Yes. I wasn't <laughs> famous or anything, but I was the queen of commercial. Nice. Which you can't be anymore because they're all non-union and right. whatever. One out of ten is union. Isn't that awful? Yeah. It's, well, it's not awful for no. the non-union people, but exactly. oh my God. That's true. And I did quite a bit of like off-Broadway and regional theater and episodic TV. Never a star, but I worked. And I worked in New York, and then I came out here, and I met the love of my life, and we had two children, and then I just really wasn't good at juggling it all. Like, people would say, uh, can you make an audition? And I'd say, I have soccer practice. Exactly. You can't, yeah. So they got sick of me, and um, so I stopped. And I worked in education, not as a teacher. See, I'm never the star. Not as a teacher, but as a health clerk in a high school, which was amazing. And I did that for about 20 years, and I retired from that, and I thought I never want to do that again. I want to go back to acting. I am an old, experienced, <laughs> educated newcomer. Awesome. Awesome. Well, how did you get your original SAC card? Oh, my God. Um, I got that in 1975. I did a little show, a dumpy little show, which, by the way, 
what was her name? Donna Pascal, hmm. who got nominated for Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. She played the short little chubby girl that was so in love with, I think it was John Travolta. Anyway, she was in the show with me, and these agents came, and they said, we like you. And I said, you do? It was amazing to me. And they sent me out on commercials. And after my third commercial, I was fag. Wow. That commercial you did with Terry Garr, because they recognized your face, did you get paid just as much as she did? Oh, God, no. No? No. I mean, I, I don't think so. I, th- I thought if they recognized your face, you're principal. So I was curious about that. Well, I was a principal, but she was a star. I'm sure she had a whole different kind of contract. Okay. I worked with Cindy Williams. I worked with Joan Rivers. How was Joan? Joan Rivers. She was interesting. By the end, she loved me. But the first thing she said to me was, huh, you're prettier than your picture. (laughs) And it didn't feel like a compliment. (laughs) And... I was dressed in Walmart, and she was in Calvin Klein original with a face full of makeup, and I was only allowed to wear pancakes. And the reason I got that was because at that time, I could do a decent impression of her, and that was the gag. But she didn't like that. I bet. And there was a whole big meeting, God rest his soul, um... What was her husband's name? I'm so I'm so embarrassed. Edgar. 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 Yeah. There was a whole big meeting with Edgar and the director. Everybody went into her trailer. And she said, if I so much as hear a Brooklyn accent, I'm leaving. That's great. So I knew my place. I was a savvy little bitch. I said, um, Miss Rivers, Miss Rivers. And she said, what, what? And I said, listen, I need this job. They're whispering in my ear to do it. And you're not happy with that. Whatever you want, Miss Rivers, whatever you want. And she looked at me and she pointed her finger at me and she said, not your fault. <laughs> not your fault. And I thought, great. Yay. <laughs> she was She was awesome. So you mentioned Cindy Williams. You did a commercial with her? I did a Pampers commercial with her. Okay. And my baby kept crying. Her baby never uttered a sound. It was amazing. But uh, she was very nice. I think this was prior to Laverne and Shirley. Wasn't she also on that thing you did called The Joy of Natural Childbirth? Wasn't she one of the actresses in that as well? Oh, my God. I believe you're right. But I never met her on that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Isn't the internet amazing? Oh, my God. Yeah, because Lorenzo Lamas, he worked with him on, on Falcon Crest. He was also in that as well, right? Who was? Who was? Uh, Lorenzo Lamas. He was in that same. Yes. Holy <laughs> crap. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I met you. You, you helped me with my dementia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, what impressed me about that is because Nancy Morgan and John Ritter was in there. And I wanted to ask you about John Ritter. Did you get to talk to him or work with him? No, I didn't. I didn't professionally. But, oh, God, should I tell you this story? Yeah. I, uh, oh, this is very embarrassing, very embarrassing. But I was online trying to get into a movie in Los Angeles and I was by myself and I was like in the center of the line and I had terrible indigestion. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And I kept burping and burping and burping, kind of like, hello, you're in public. What's wrong with you? And I felt a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and it was John Ritter. And he looked at me and said, are you okay? 
<laughs> and I thought I'd die. But um, I don't remember meeting him professionally. Okay. The reason I was asking, because I used to date his nanny at the time when he lived on Tiger Tail. And I I used to hang around and help, you know, watch his kid. I used to watch Jason and Carly. And I probably spent more time in his pool than he did because he was always working. He was always gone. Oh, he was such a nice man, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he was. I met him a couple of times. He's super, super, super nice. And I remember one time... We was in his office, and he, uh, I guess he did the movie It up in uh, Canada, and the contract was laying around. I'm like, I probably shouldn't look at this, but it's just amazing how much money he got paid for that and all the extras and the extras and the extras on top of the salary. And I'm like, wow, I want to get into this business. Wow. So, honey, tell me about you a tiny bit. What do you do? Are you an actor? Are you a director? Are you an everything, a creator? Uh, well, I did. Originally, I came down here when I was 23 from Texas, and I had the really strong Texan accent. And they were there was a show called Houston Nights. So I looked up who the casting director was, and it was a guy named Gary Schaefer. So I wrote to him, and I said, hey, if you need someone with the Houston accent for your show, I would be happy to do it. Or if you need any plumbing done, because I was a master plumber. <laughs> And so next thing you know, he invites me to this. Uh, he says, yeah, I need some plumbing done. And I, I went to his house and I fixed a few things for him. And he said, oh, that's good because I'm not casting the show anymore. But then he bought a condo in Vegas and it was foreclosed on it. It had no plumbing or nothing. So he hired me to go up there to fix everything. And in exchange, he gave me a set of keys to the condo and I could go there anytime I wanted to Vegas. So that was that was kind of cool. Um, but no, I, I, you know, just started doing extra work. Then I started doing photo double work. Then I started doing a lot of stand in work. And then I started kind of writing, directing and producing my own little movies. And then in 2006, I just got tired of being lied to and tired mm -hmm. of the attitudes in the business and how mean they would treat people. And 2006, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a break. Bye bye. You know, let me just focus on my business, you know? And so I've had my own service business for like 30 years and I do that. I manage apartment buildings and I used to have a radio show in, called Johnny Keats Actors Radio in Hollywood 20 years ago. And so when this podcast thing came out, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to promote other actors. I'm doing this for free. I mean, it takes a lot of my time, but I put other actors on there to promote them and different, you know, musicians, actors. And it's just igniting me again. I'm just passionate about it. Hearing everybody's stories, like listening to your story, you're coming back into it too. And I'm like, wow, you know, and it makes me, that's what I came out here for, you know, but I've been. You I, are just amazing. God bless you. <laughs> like the Mother Teresa of show business. <laughs> but, you know, the one question I do want to ask you on your, on your resume, it said divorce court. What is that? I mean, how does that work? Oh my God. You don't even know what that is. That's how young you are. Uh, divorce. Divorce Court was this tacky, crappy show, but I needed to fill out my resume because my poor resume is so old. But it's a show where they would give the actors actual court uh, transcripts, okay. but they wouldn't tell you what the outcome was. And there was a real judge. I got to play a lesbian in Alaska, which mm -hmm. was kind of interesting. And um, I broke up some guy's marriage you know his wife fell in love with me and it was um i guess it was weekly you know but um once a week it would come on with these different divorce scenarios which is funny because the best piece of film i have besides divorce court was from something called civil wars which was all which was scripted you played the district attorney on that that was like one of your really good scenes i really liked that performance thank you very much thank you that was great they uh, 
of course, went off the air the minute I finished shooting it. But <laughs> the best clip about you was the Je Jeffersons. You were like the scene stealer. You stole that whole scene. It was amazing. I love that clip. Oh, you're such a doll. You know, that was really nice. The man that played Bentley, he was so wonderful. We had a little club for a couple of months after that shoot where he would take us three gals out to a different, because we were starving. You know, we were like day players. And he took the three of us, the redhead, the brunette, and the blonde, out to um, dinner once a month to like really nice places. And we would just sit and chat. And he would tell us stories of his career. Paul Benedict. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, awesome. I mean, he'd been friends with Al Pacino. I mean, it was awesome. It was so cool. I'm not quite sure what this is. But I had a question. Did you work on A Peaceful Kingdom with uh, Lindsay Wagner? Did you have scenes with her? And how was she? I did. I did. I have all my old scenes. They're old, though. I did. I had a great time with her. I was a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to buy an apartment. And it was a really juicy little scene. Yeah, she was lovely. Awesome. I wanted to hear that. Lovely. So you were on a series, Mom, I'm Alone, and you did 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. How was that being like on a series, having a job every single week? It was fantastic. What happened was I was very, very, very green. And I'd finally gotten, which I'm praying to duplicate, a decent agent. Mm -hmm. um, it was the Richard Dickens agency. It no longer exists, but... He was one of those old-time agents. I went up for uh, one of the leads, and I didn't get it. A much more seasoned actress got it. But he must have spoken to them and demanded something for me. And he got me this little reoccurring role. And I had a job every week. And the director, Paul Bogart, was from All in the Family and all these really, it was an amazing experience. Max, so you don't have rep representation as of yet right now? You know, I'm in a strange place. I, not really. And I'm looking and I'm really trying. And a friend just was sweet enough to um, tell me about somebody that I could send my picture and resume to. That's what's really hard because nobody really, except for God bless you, angels like you, give a damn about <laughs> what you did 30 years ago. They just don't. That's <laughs> you know? so fascinating. <laughs> it, well, it's kind of interesting, but that's because you seem to be a historian of the business, and most people are like, <laughs> they have the concentration of fleas. Yeah. So if your resume isn't up to date, up to date, up to date, you know? So I'm out there chugging it along. I've done a couple of shorts so far and some theater that I'm proud of. And I'm constantly studying and looking for new pieces of theater. But in order to get the big agent, you have to be recommended. You just do. That's true. So you're just on Acting a Actors Access, Casting Frontier, and you're trying to get work through that by submitting yourself? Yes, exactly. And I just, I belong to this great little group and I just, put out something on their Facebook page saying, listen, can anybody please, please recommend me to their agent if they don't think we're in conflict with one another? And one of my friends just sent me the name of her agent, God bless her, and said I could use her name. And I've got another interview with a really good agent in uh, June. And uh, we'll see. But you know what? I'm enjoying it. I'm, I, yeah. I can't tell you, darling, I tell you, I'm loving it. And I didn't love it the first time around. The first time around, I was too anxious. Wow. Now I'm loving it. Yeah, now you have nothing to lose. And it's not like you, you don't need the money. You're doing it because you want to, because you're just passionate about it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well stated.
perfect. It takes the pressure off. So when you go in there, you're just going to, even if it's not that role, you're just going to walk in, create a professional relationship and leave. And they may cash you for something else. As long as you go in there, know your craft, you kill it. They're going to remember you. You know, honey, somebody said to me once, don't book the part, book the room. I like that. Oh, I'm writing that one down. Isn't that great? <laughs> Anybody listening should write that down. So how did you get the name Joey? If your name's Joan, how did Joey come about? Well... I grew up in New York, and we used to go dancing with a lot of guys from Brooklyn, a lot of these, them, and those guys. How you doing? Who I loved. All those little Italian boys, and one of them, I don't know who, said, hey, Joey. I don't know, because my name is Joan. Maybe he meant Joni, but right. I loved it. I thought, wow, that's really great. I like that. That's where Joey Jupiter came from, huh? Well, no, Jupiter is actually my father. May he rest in peace. That's that's my name. Joan Corral. They couldn't spell my parents, God bless them. They were immigrants, Eastern European, little immigrants. They really never went through school. Right. So my middle name is Carral. C-A-R-A-L. Carral. Joan Carral Jupiter. That's my name. <laughs> Anyone ever call you JJ? Oh, yeah. JJ. Yeah. I had an agent once tell me, change your name. You sound like a stripper. All kinds of things. So if somebody was coming out here now that they wanted to come here, get off the bus, fly in or come to L.A., what advice would you have for them today? I would tell them, which I'm not really good at, but I would tell them to create as much content for themselves as possible. Because I really think even though it's kind of frightening for people like me who are like not used to all this media, for young people, it's actually the wild, wild west. There's so much content and so much opportunity to create. Look at you. I mean, you created this beautiful podcast. Do you know what I mean? So I think young people <laughs> can you. come out here and write themselves little short films and boom, boom, boom. And really, really, really keep believing because if this is your passion, right. don't ever give it up. I, You just never know. I mean, here I am 25 years later going back to it and loving it. Yeah, that's awesome. So if anyone wanted to find more about you or to get in contact with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, bless your heart. I think the safest route would be on actors access mm -hmm. joey jupiter 11 joey jupiter hyphen 11 on actors access or on imdb mm -hmm. or casting frontier like you know better than i do getting there definitely yeah i'm learning as i talk to everybody that was a lot of information in such a short amount of time that was pretty awesome you're pretty awesome this is very nice what <laughs> you do really it is and it's going to come back to you you'll see and that's not my intention at all i'm really just passionate about doing it without any expectations i really mm -hmm. just enjoy talking like i talked to an actress who's been here for a month just and i talked to an actress who's going to be coming in a few months that was the i'm pairing them on a show and it's just amazing just hearing what's in people's minds and what their perception of reality is and it's very interesting how are those two how are those other two actresses were they were they uh, positive and hopeful and excited yeah fantastic 22 no children no boyfriends and they're both just you know so i'm sitting here trying to tell them don't get distracted focus on because i interviewed uh my first interview with somebody named celine uh silver and she just that's all she does. She doesn't work. She just works. And she gets, she said, she claims she gets 30 auditions a month with no agent and being non-union. 
through Actors Access, LA Casting. She even gets them through Facebook. It was a pretty fascinating interview. One- wow. And then you talk to some other people they are doing different things. Some people are in SAG and AFTRA and some people, you know, are comedians. Somebody wrote me and said, hey, Johnny, and just out of the blue, some guy from Canada, he works in animation or something like that. And he said, Johnny, I came across your podcast and I must say it's one of the best podcasts I've ever heard in my life. I'm reaching out to Joe Ryan and I'm going to do some stuff for him for free. Oh. People, God bless you. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Amazing. That's what keeps me going. Just hearing stories like that. Now I'm hoping you're going to get a call and you're going to get danger and you're going to get work, you know? So let me tell you something, honey. <laughs> let me tell you, I don't know where you are. Where are you, by the way? Century City. Let me tell you something, sweetheart. I get somebody to call me from this. I am picking you and your wife up <laughs> and we're going to have a dinner like you can't believe. Awesome. That would be awesome. You're just. <laughs> Amazing. You're just a darling person. And I'm telling you something. I know you don't have the expectations. And I understand that because you know what? I don't really either. It's just a lot of fun. But good things are going to happen for you because that's the way the universe works. Yeah. Well, I'm like you now. I have nothing to lose and I don't care. I don't need the money. I don't need the fame. I do it because I'm passionate about it. And if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, I'm good to go. Fantastic. I appreciate you being my very special guest star today. Thank you so much for your time. I've been looking forward ever since I saw that Jefferson clip. I've been waiting to interview you and thank you. I finally did and just thank you so much. Thank you, darling. Thank you. And by the way, I just did a show. I'll just end with this. Many years ago, I auditioned for someone with a Southern accent and they went, no, not South Bronx. (laughs) I was always very upset about my ability to carry that off. This show where I played a Southern lady and I did it. (laughs) So... It's a pleasure to meet you, honey. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Joey. Bye-bye. Bye, darling. Bye. So that was part one of a segment of Women Over 50 in Hollywood. That was Joey Jupiter Levin. Wow. What a fantastic woman. She turned the tables on me and she actually took over the show and became the interviewer and made me reveal things that I normally don't do. But because of that and all you people who have emailed me wanting to say and talk more about you, I want to know more about you. Well, the show isn't about me, but we have a little extra time here. So I will tell you a little bit. I came to Hollywood when I was 23 years old. I had already been married and divorced and had two children by the age of 23. But I did learn a skill, which is plumbing. I had a journeyman's plumbing license, and then I got my master plumbing license. So even though I came here in a truck that I paid $50 for that had a rear main seal leak and leaked oil, I had to keep pulling over every 100 miles on the drive out here to keep putting more oil in the car just to get out here. I had less than $200 to my name. $40 of that went to an alternator. As soon as I got out of Houston, the car broke down. I had to put an alternator on. And like I said, every 100 miles, I had to pull over to keep putting oil in the car. The good news is I applied for a job as a plumber. They were looking for plumbers in Texas to move to California. So I got a job at San Marino Plumbing Company. I had no idea where it was, but I came out here with a job because I had a skill. I had a service that I could provide. So I worked for San Marino Plumbing Company where I could work eight hours a day and only get paid for six. Very clever on their part. So I quit working for them. I was actually living in my car. I didn't have any place to stay, so I just slept in my car until I met a lady in Alhambra, Miss Lee. She owned the building 
and she had a 9 by 12 room that she rented out to me for $150. No windows. It was just supposed to open up a business which I called part-time plumbing. I wasn't supposed to actually live in there, but I stored my stuff there and I stored myself in there at night. I went to the park before 6 o'clock to take a shower and if I didn't make it, I joined the 24-hour gym where I could always go to the gym and take a shower, sleep in that room, get up and do plumbing. I didn't know anything about acting. I didn't know where the beach was. I didn't know where Hollywood was. All I knew is I had a skill and I knew that I could make money, send home my child support, take care of my children while trying to establish and make a life out here. So I put an ad in the paper and I said, master plumber looking for a place to stay in exchange for plumbing work. But back then we didn't have cell phones. We only had what was called a pager. And when somebody dialed that pager number, if they didn't push the pound key, the number didn't come through. So my pager would go off all the time with these possible incredible opportunities, but they didn't push the pound button. Finally, a few people did, and I had some very interesting offers from living into a little mobile home, if I washed the dog, if I took care of the pool. No. Another guy said I could stay there with him. He was a videographer and he made videos and he was going to teach me all about the movie business in exchange for massaging his back and legs on a daily basis. No. Another guy said I could take care of his house in Malibu because it was an extra house and his house guy just left. Turns out he was a porn producer and he wanted to put me into his porno movies in exchange and go to parties and get back rubs or give back rubs. It doesn't matter if it's a back rub or if it's a front rub. The next day you get a contract and you're working. No. Finally, I got a call from someone in Beverly Hills. His manager unfortunately passed away who lived in the actual unit and he fixed the place up in the basement and he was looking for somebody with plumbing skills to manage that building. I moved into that building and I managed that building for 14 years in Beverly Hills. So I had a free place to stay plus money. $400 a month. Well that was just a small little snapshot into my life. Maybe on future episodes when we have more time, I'll tell you about how I took that little part-time plumbing business and created it into a retrofitting business where I work for real estate agents and I do things that need to be done before escrow closes. 30 years later, I still have that business and now I teach other people how to start a service business. That's my way of paying it forward. I can tell you how I started a bartending business, how I worked at the Playboy Mansion, how I got remarried and now I'm actually going on my 20 year anniversary and we're going back to Hawaii, Diamond Head Beach, where we got married. Or I could tell you about Another Day in LA, an award-winning documentary that this whole radio show is based on, or the movies that I wrote, directed, produced, and starred in and get residuals for every single month, but some other time. Not today. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm Johnny Keith, your host, where we promote one actor, at a time. If you're an actor and you would love to be promoted, just contact us at actors2020podcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? 
Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. And don't be so tight, take it easy, E. We got the whole night, yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't wanna stop, cause I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice. I'm twice as nice as any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, it's hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't moonwalk or dunk like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen, learn. Cause here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down. JK is going to take you for a ride uptown. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful. You're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Because I'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an LA riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it, I'm a box off the straw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me enjoying fame and fortune. Boom! That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith. Until the next episode, bye-bye.